some additional information before the start of this episode. This was recorded several months ago and Maddie didn't get off her ass and edit until now. I'm sorry. Welcome back to Sapphic Stuff. This is Maddie. It's been a while. I'm sorry. I got COVID. It's gone now. We are talking about Bly Manor this episode. And this is Mary. I'm still here as well. I did not catch COVID, fortunately. Um, Please, no one else catch COVID. Hey, this is Kristen. I am also still here. I'm very excited to get to talk about Bly Manor. And I am also very glad that, that Maddie is okay and no longer has COVID. And I hope that you guys are staying safe as well out there and remembering to keep wearing your masks. Ditto. All right, so Bly Manor. I initially did not think I would like this because I'm not really into horror, but it was less horrible than I thought it would be. (laughs) And ended up being pretty good. I will say as a huge fan of Hill House, I was super excited for this, like completely opposite from Maddie. I love horror stuff. And also I'm a huge fan of the short story that this is based off of. It was like one of my favorite stories I remember reading in college. Victorian literature, baby. Love that. Love that shit. Fucking great. Fun fact about me, I've never watched Hill House. What? (sighs) No. Yeah, I (sighs) There's gay in that too. There's I gay in that like, too. Hill House is definitely that. scarier in, a, yes. in my opinion and in a lot of people's opinions, I think. So 100%. Like horror, it might actually freak you out. Like to me, this wasn't scary. I went into this really excited actually to be scared because of how incredibly creeped out and disturbed I was watching Hill House. And I was really hoping for like the same feeling. And then this really wasn't scary to me at all. So, I mean, I didn't get horror from this. But I don't I mean, get scared by horror. I just don't enjoy it. I'm not sure what's up with that. Yeah. I, I love it. It's, it's like a roller coaster. You get adrenaline from it. It's, yeah, I, really, I love it. I, I think I don't love it because I don't get adrenaline from it. I just oh, love it. Sad. I will say the one thing that I, that I didn't like about Bly Manor is that I wanted to be scared more. Well, but I think I, I get into it not like... So the first time I watched it, I went into it as if it was another Hill House, and I expected to be super terrified and super uncomfortable and disturbed and need the lights on kind of thing. So I was mildly let down when that didn't happen because, you know, it was Halloween time. It was spoopy season time. I was really excited to be freaked out, and then I wasn't. So then the second time I watched it, like knowing it wasn't going to be scary, I was able to appreciate it a lot more. Fun fact, I think Kristen has watched it like 42 times. Mm-hmm, totally. I watched it a lot of times. I don't know. I didn't count how many times. I, I went to you to contact Netflix and be like, could you <laughs> possibly give me the data on how many times I've watched this? I want the data. I'm real curious. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do science on it. Hey, this is for science. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do, do we want to give a general description of the plot? I mean, is anyone going to watch this who hasn't already been Yeah. Spoiled? Like I mean, if you haven't already seen Bly Manor, there's going to be spoilers in this. So maybe... So many spoilers. Just like spoiler have- alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. 
<laughs> well, I'll start off by saying that this is based on a short story written by Henry James called uh, Turn the Screw. It's been adapted many times before. The most recent one before Bly Manor was The Turning, which had resident not gay but lesbian favorite Mackenzie Davis playing the nanny. Do you love Mackenzie Davis? <laughs> <laughs> she is really good in that, and it's got um, one of the kids the from Stranger Things. Okay, this time. <laughs> <laughs> Was the wig okay? There's, it, it was, it was much better than the one in the Christmas movie. Uh, I will say that. Hard to be worse. Then the other adaptation was the The Innocence, which is like, it came out like the 60s. It's like black and white. So I think that's all the times that's been adapted. Because, you know, Hill House, also based on a Henry James story, um, that's been adapted many times. But I don't think, it, I think it's been adapted more times than this story. So... I love how I've seen none of these adaptations, so oh. I know nothing. I <laughs> highly recommend reading this story. It's, it's I, I'm, and you sincerely, know what? I it's great. Story, and I do want to, like, I keep meaning to, so if you say it's good, then, then I'll have to do it. I, I really recommend it. I'm not ex- over-exaggerating when I say it was one of my favorite things that I read in wow. my last two years of literature courses in college. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the ship. What is their ship name? I know Kristen knows their ship name. It's Damie. That's very simple. I should have known that. It's so I easy. I didn't know that. Jamie and yeah, Damie. Just put a D on Jamie and call it a day. It's real easy. <laughs> simple enough. Gays weren't screwing around this time. They said, you know what? We don't have a lot of time. We're just right. gonna- like, I don't want to argue about this. This is just what it is. Let's <laughs> move on. It's over now. Go, like, that's it. Done. What are the other ship names? Is there any other ones for the other couple that's played yeah. by um, Raul? Like Helen? I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're straights. So, I mean. Hetero, we don't care. Do the okay. heteros make ship names for their ship? Yes. Do they? They do. Okay. I'm assuming. I could I wrong. like the science of straight people. I've never asked. I've never asked like a straight <laughs> person if they do. I'm just, I don't know. They do. Genuinely curious. I know that the Buffy hetero ships have names. Okay. I bet they were awful. <laughs> and that's, that's also true. So it follows that, like, these would have names, too. I just, I've, it's weird because I've been in pretty deep in the fandom Twitter, and I, I've never seen anyone say a ship name for anyone else. So. I do love <laughs> Hannah Gross, okay? No, yeah, I love I Hannah. love Hannah and Owen together. They're really, really precious and cute, and I, I appreciate them a lot, and I love Hannah in general. I just don't know if they have a ship name. It's highly possible they don't, but yeah, I don't even know why I brought it up. It's we're talking, we're supposed to be talking about gay people. My bad. <laughs> I so, mean, Hannah's actress is gay. So. Yeah. Yes. And we love this. I love this fact so much. She's so pretty. Yeah. She is. She's I was so going to say she's pretty. so gorgeous. She has the most amazing cheekbones. She's gorgeous. I love her accent, everything. It's very American of me to say that, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm with, like, a lot of their accents, and it's it's just it's too much. <laughs> American lesbian. It's too much. Lesbian <laughs> love accents. I also love Victoria Petretti, who plays... I don't know if y'all have seen any of the stuff she's been in. She also had, like, a tiny part in Shirley, which is a gay movie that I watched recently about the writer Shirley Jackson. Gay in it? Yeah, she's gay in it. Mm-hmm. I know. 
I did not did not know this or see that coming. I mean, she, I haven't seen that other Victoria Pedretti show though. The, you? Uh, I, yes, I like that show. I like it, even though you sit through a lot of heterosexuality, like a lot. Yeah. But it's still a very entertaining show. I just want to watch the second season, but I know I won't understand it unless I watch the first season. So, so I, have I have a Bly Manor criticism here. Ooh, hit it. Happening. I thought that not <laughs> enough happened in the first few episodes and too much happened in the last few episodes. Okay, it's at the beginning, yeah. There was definitely a slow build. Their pacing wasn't very good. In yeah, regards. No, the pacing was uh yeah. I, I like all the content that the show has. I yeah. wish this content had been displayed to me in a different way. Yeah. Also, I wasn't sure. I didn't know how to feel about Viola's episode. I mean, I genuinely like it, but it just kind of cuts in right at the end there. And when you're, there's a lot of really important crap happening and like everything's going down, shit's hitting the fan. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I, hold on. Let's take yeah. a break and go back in time real quick. Honestly, yeah. that was my favorite part of the show. Well, I was going to say, I think that the pacing with the going back in time is what they don't get right. The way they they drop certain scenes that are showing the past. I feel like they could have plopped them in better places, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured that it could have been done in a better way, but I absolutely love the Viola content. Possibly. Yeah, I liked that we got the content. I just, I felt like because of the way they, they used it to split the scene at the lake in half mm -hmm. for some reason, I thought that was really a strange decision. You had all this momentum of this really scary thing that was happening. And then it was like, let's take a break from that scary thing that's happening and hold up a sack and give you this backstory. When like yeah. the backstory a little sooner, I think. Yeah, because it smooshes it all into the last two episodes, really. Like it the it, yeah. And then it just makes episode nine have to have the back end of what really should have been episode eight, but was, you know, the back end of seven. Yeah. So the thing that I like best about the show is that the lesbian saves the day Mm -hmm. Not by like beating yes. someone up, but by understanding them with her compassion. That was honestly the coolest thing I've seen in ages because enemies that you defeat not by like punching them in the face, but by understanding them and giving them com your compassion is that's a ridiculously cool concept. Agreed. I think it's a lot of times that we see the lesbian characters like being the bad guys too and it's really nice to see them be the good guys for once like well because what ends up happening is for instance if we're comparing it to like Buffy or um oh gosh I lost my train of thought here so the reason why Danny feels that she's the villain is because of her experience with her fiance and she thinks that it's her fault that he dies so that ends up being her um what's driving her character to be better and she blames herself for this thing that's not really even her fault so it's almost like if she's the villain she thinks that's why she's the villain and that's i don't that's just not she's not the villain <laughs> no she's very pure like she really pure. is something about this show is that literally every character was sympathetic in some form mm. and i will say that's actually a thing that i don't like in regards to What's his name's character? Oh, the asshole. The creepy dude. How I am I? That Peter Quint was sympathetic Peter. at all. Well, they tried to make him sympathetic, I think. Did they? And 
I think they did by showing his backstory with his mom and trying to make us feel bad for um, having him. That was really boring. I didn't know why they were doing that with his mom. Exactly. That's what they're trying to do. They want you to feel empathy for that character. Even in the original story, he's meant to be like a really bad guy. Okay, so my thing with Peter is that, you know that whole cool story, still murder thing? (laughs) Yeah. Like, cool backstory, still an asshole. Yep. I, I did feel sympathy for him at times. Yeah, I, I sure never didn't. even once felt sympathy for nope. him. <laughs> Same, I agree. So creepy. He reminded me way too much of super controlling exes that I've had. I saw him as like a predator. I was really freaked out by him. He played that same character in Invisible Man. So I feel like that's regardless, that's how I view him. Because he has that face as a creeper. He just, to hey, me, he he's totally like, a creeper, but no one deserves to be stuck in their lives repeating the worst moments of their lives so i was like you know what you're a better person than me (laughs) he's violent he literally killed rebecca like he murdered her just because he didn't want to be alone over her body and walked her into a lake i mean like i don't have any sympathy and then he tried to kill the kids way to remind he tried to kill danny there was just a lot of murder going on in his (laughs) I guess I have a lot of sympathy for people. You do. But he's That's a really man. Good That's so nice. He's a creepy man who thinks that women owe him everything. And he was violent. He was very violent. And, and very just possessive. Like that whole possession and love thing. That was a really big thing to see because I've, I've definitely been in relationships that are the wrong kind of love before. So to hear Danny and Jamie, like when they were talking about Rebecca and Peter, the wrong kind of love and how that was like, they were mixing up love and possession. That was really a very powerful conversation. I want to point out, I completely agree with you. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, I just got really excited because I was gonna say I completely agree. And I think that that's what's so great about this particular love story is because you know, there's no, there's no manipulative person in the relationship. Because I feel like sometimes not all lesbian romantic content shows like two healthy or like a healthy relationship with two women. Especially if you look at stuff like the L word, you know, like yeah. people well, I mean, do fucked up shit all the time. are typically less interesting, but the show didn't revolve around their relationship. No. Yes, Revolved but they were, but they were so sweet together. A healthy relationship and a healthy, yes. supportive relationship when all you see on TV usually is, like, unhealthy relationships. Right. It's nice to, it's like a breath of fresh air to actually get one. Exactly. It's so pure. I love it. Like, they didn't have any ounce of, even when Jamie would have liked there to be a little bit of more possession so that, you know, she wouldn't have had to lose her wife. She was just like, you know what, they couldn't ever because they went into it knowing from the start, they, there was no possession involved in their love. They don't own each other. They just can give what they can at the time. And that's, that's all they have. Can we talk about how cute the engagement scene was with the plant? (laughs) <laughs> yes that was Fucking, really impressive i totally cried like a little bitch i was like oh my god you're so sweet i i was so overwhelmed because i was like oh my god wait what's she doing <laughs> like, like wait oh what's that what's that oh ooh, i really oh didn't god. see that coming somehow it just like really got me so i want to tell you something funny about the first time i watched this okay somehow i skipped episode six how i don't know yeah. That's like a very important episode. <laughs> I know. But you know, to I be fair, like, most of the gay 
that isn't in episode nine is in episode six. Yeah, I know. So I thought there was much less gay in the show than there actually was until you watched it. Time. They were suddenly together when they didn't show them get together. <laughs> I was very confused. I was like, okay, lesbianism now. Sad. I mean, that's how it should be. I think like my very, yes. my very favorite scene in the entire show is actually that scene in the greenhouse. Oh. so c- comical and also so cute and like it just shows how hard Danny's trying yeah. how much she just she's like really being brave like she's really putting herself out there the first time like fully putting herself out there and trying when like she's been haunt yeah. like held back in her sexual trauma she's working through her trauma for and, like for finally sessions. willing to like really try and she is processing and that's very lesbian and she's really, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jamie's like real nervous. She's like, I don't know. Like I tried to let you in and I got slapped basically. So I don't know if I want to do it again. And it's just really cute to watch them like communicate around it. <laughs> it's just a really cute scene. And I just, I think it's so honest and so raw. I just really like mm-hmm. it. So and then initially, the moonflower thing. show came out, there was a discussion on whether it was bury your gaze or not. Well, because there's a dead lesbian involved. There is definitely a dead lesbian. <laughs> um, so a gay gets buried, but is it bury your gay? To me, it's not. I would, of course, prefer if Danny hadn't had to die, but I don't see it as bury your gays. I see it as less harmful than the typical trope. However, I don't think it's not harmful. Like, I don't think that... I think that if you're writing a story and you've got a lesbian as a main character, you need to like be very, very careful about what you do. Not because you mm-hmm. can't kill a lesbian in any story ever, but because lesbians die in a lot of stories all the time. And it's going to affect someone whether you intend it or not. I don't think this was the barrier gaze trope, but I also don't think it was wise. If See, that makes sense. I felt like her death like was in her own hands. Like she had... Like, if she had let Viola, like, take over and kill her, like, that would be totally different. But to me, because she had the agency and she chose, okay, instead of allowing this to happen to me, I'm going to be in charge of what happens to me. And she had the ability to say, okay, that's it. Like, I'm not letting this get any further. I'm going to take care of this myself. And she... Cool story. Dead lesbian. No, I know. And I'm not... (laughs) here to like fight you on it no, I'm, no. No, fight, I, fight. <laughs> no i just i get to tell you how i feel too like you know cool story dead lesbian but i get to have an opinion too oh no i'm, I'm not arguing with that i'm just saying <laughs> it's it's a lot like and also like a murder in a book and i don't really know like what happened in the book because i didn't read it but I know originally, like, the gardener was supposed to be played by, oh, God, the guy. Yeah, or no, Peter. This is Peter. So, I mean, obviously, initially, the au pair wasn't a lesbian in the book. But, like, I'm assuming the story is relatively similar, where, like, she would die at the end. So I would think that they're going to keep the story the same, you know. if We all have got to read this book. If you're going off a book, like, you have to keep the general gist of what happens. So, like, if she dies, then, like, that's what yeah, because the I I'm gonna go with my initial reaction was I didn't think it was barrier gaze simply for the fact that I know that that main character is gonna die regardless of if they're a lesbian or not. Um, like 
Yeah, because it's, it's not going to change, like, the fact what the, what happens to that character, their sexuality. But also, at the same time, I know that also, that doesn't change the way the death of a lesbian is, is viewed no, in it's media, a, it's period. it's a very sensitive topic that I think a lot of people have very strong, obviously, everyone has a strong opinion on it, because it is such a sensitive topic. We see so it's many. It's a trigger, for sure. We so many freaking dead lesbians and dead bisexual women and dead just dead queer women and queer characters in general and it's like why they're all dead or they all have to suffer and like I, every ship suffered in this like every mm-hmm. person involved in this show suffered it's a horror story like it's it's a ghost story like it, they're gonna suffer so like i don't think anyone disproportionately like was i don't think that because she was a lesbian like she suffered any more than any of the others did like i think they all suffered. Right. I don't think the issue is that because she was a lesbian, she suffered. I still think it might be a difficult thing to depict lesbian suffering in such a way as to not affect people. Oh, yeah. I just think normally they don't, like, used as a plot device to further someone else's story, but this was, like, Annie's story. Like, this exactly. Said, I don't think it's barrier days. I just think it's unwise yeah. anyway. Like, it would have been nice if she could have just lived out her life and, you know, I mean, eventually they all die because people die, but it's just hard because it's a horror story. So, like, I assume... Oh, I gotcha. Like, I mean, and who's going to do the haunting at the end? Like, I would be expecting people to die, you know, like, regardless of their sexuality, just because I assume it's a horror film. You you shouldn't really get too attached to anyone in a horror film, like... I get attached. I know, but it's horror. Maybe that's why you don't like horror. I don't, I mean... (laughs) I, yeah, I, I don't yeah. really like it when characters die a lot in horror. So anytime, like, I'm watching something with horror in it, even going into this, I actually kind of went into this thinking that the people at the manor were already dead. I know some of them were, but, like, I went into this thinking maybe Same. the kids are already dead, or, like, maybe Jamie's dead already. Like, I, I was like, I don't know. Everyone could be a ghost for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and to, to be fair, um, you know, it's following along with the Mike Flanagan, the creator's vision it, it parallels the Hill House as well. Cause like everyone is miserable at the end of that. The ending of that compared to this is oh, like so much more miserable. Fucking happy ending. <laughs> like, cause everyone does have a happy ending except for. Well, why you know, seems really happy and like in comparison to Hill House, to be honest. Yes. Hill House is just so miserable. Like yeah. it's the most, one of the most depressing, saddest shows I've ever watched in my life. That's not <laughs> me to watch hill house no i mean it's beautiful it's incredibly well written it is incredible the storytelling is chef's kiss like it's very effective in regards to like mental health and the way it intertwines that and very um, powerful but it's very sad yeah i don't think i'm watching that that's fair i I honestly would not suggest it at this point too but I mean, this was sad, but there were moments that where people were happy. Like, I feel like in Hill House, no one was happy ever. No one, no one was happy at no. all. <laughs> at least in my people were happy sometimes. <laughs> one of the interesting things about this story is that it has a character that's definitely a lesbian. She's been confirmed by the actors as a lesbian, by the writers as a lesbian. I'm not sure which, but she also definitely has this male fiance who dies. Yes. And she- I love that because... But I've dated guys and yeah I mean I think what was really cool is that she obviously she came to terms with her sexuality 
at an older age, like in her 20s, which I just think is really nice to see because a lot of us have experienced that and they don't show that on TV. They only ever show teenagers struggling with their sexuality. They never show adults that are still dealing with it or still bogged down with it or they just don't show that. So it was very nice to finally see a character I felt like I could actually see resemblances of my own life in. Agreed. so much a fan of seeing myself reflected in television, even though this particular thing is not something that reflects me. I just like when people who aren't exactly what gets portrayed on television get portrayed. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, for myself, like, I had never seen my own, like, I struggled a lot with my sexuality, and I spent a long time attempting not to be gay and trying to be with a guy and make it work for years and because that was that's what's expected and that's what's easier and that's what your mom wants and what <laughs> everyone wants and of course it eventually that that doesn't work you can only do that for so long but that can be something that you then that is hard to struggle with and then to come into yourself and try to truly like live by your truth when you're older when especially nowadays when kids are like already cool with being gay really early and you know but this was basically a period when we were growing up it wasn't cool okay it was not cool to be gay and yeah so I mean I understood where Danny was coming from it was really nice to be able to relate to that and to see it on screen and to not have it invalidate her sexuality now no one looked at her and was like oh well she's not a lesbian because you know she had a male fiance like no you saw her struggle with that like she literally broke up with him and called off the wedding because she was gay like it was getting to be too heavy for her because it was getting to become too much of a reality Did her actually say the word lesbian in the show i don't no, they don't. Do they even say gay, to be honest? Because I don't recall anyone saying the word gay either. I think she said something about how she wasn't able to love him, like, the right way. But like That's I, as vague as you could get. <laughs> but you have, but this is also 1987. Like, yeah. yeah, like, literally a period piece. What like, is a homo, says 1987. <laughs> 1987 wasn't that long ago but like let's consider that in 1987 like they probably didn't just like you know not everybody was gonna well you know like, it's like the decade of AIDS so yeah, I'm, you're definitely gonna dance around the topic you're not gonna yeah. say it straight out no and it was obviously something that the fiance he clearly was very angry about it I mean he got, like, violent over it. He was, like, kind of scary in reaction. Yeah. Did not feel bad when he died. She should have <laughs> felt no sympathy for him. I felt bad that she saw it happen right in front of her and that it was, like, right in the middle of an argument about, like, like literally, like, imagine, like, you just came out. You're, you're finally, like, being honest with what you need. You tell the person that's supposed to be your best friend, you know, I love you, but, like, I can't love you like that. Sorry, bro. And then, mm-hmm. like, He's, like, all pissed, and then, like, half a second later, he's hit by truck. Like, I just, I mean, like, no wonder she was so fucked up. That was totally karma for him, though, okay? Yeah, 100%. It finally came out, and then it just hit her in the face. Like, it's like, oh, sorry, like, you're a lesbian? That just got someone murdered. Like, (laughs) he was not murdered. He committed suicide. Although, if lesbianism could murder the men who were interested in you, I think a lot more people would try it. That would be real convenient, I think. (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, I just thought it was it was interesting how they did the compat as like a thing that was actually like stalking her and like following her life, like by having his like visions of him basically like haunt her. It would pop up anything something gay was happening. Like anytime something gay was happening, he would show up. Like like she was just so guilty and she was so anxious about her sexuality and having such a hard time and then what was really beautiful is like as soon as she gets with Jamie and she like wakes up that morning and she looks in the mirror it's like the first time she's able to see her reflection like without him when like there's clearly something gay going on and he's not there and she just has this like little cute little smile on her face where you can see like how relieved she is and how like proud of herself she is and I just think that's really awesome like she she was fighting this thing and she like conquered it so cute. So I know Kristen really, really loves this ship like, <laughs> a ton. She's writing fanfic. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen, I have not read any yet. Yeah, I'm I sorry. Read it yet. Well, that's rude. I thought you guys were my friends. I'm <laughs> saving it. I'm saving it for when I need it. Okay. Okay. Totally will read it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I've written several. <laughs> They sound very sexy. Better get on that, then. A couple of them are pretty sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Not safe for work. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I'm not, like, that person who wrote, like, I don't even know. There's, like, a 50,000 word. What is that? Like, obstacles? I think it's, like, 200,000 words. I don't even know. It's so funny. It's a novel. Just say it's a novel. There are a couple of them that are basically novels. 60,000 words is a damn novel. Yeah. There's several of them that are basically novels, and it's kind of amazing. I'm always really impressed. Same. Good for them. Like, you write your novels. I wish I had the patience to do it. (laughs) Yeah, I love this ship. Um, I love it so much because we've so very, I think I said this earlier, but we just so very infrequently see characters that are not children. Like, I'm 29 years old. I don't want to ship a bunch of teenagers all the time. You know, I don't want to only ship characters in high school or characters in college. Like I want to see adults occasionally. Although honestly, even characters in college would be welcome. Mostly high school. (laughs) Even college would be an improvement, but like we just get so many children and I'm like, I, I'm going to be 30. Like I really want to see other adults that are having similar life experiences to me. So it's just okay. The children are played by 26 year olds. Sure, yeah, they are, but they're still children, though, yeah. in the show. So. Exactly, like it just—it's nice to not have to see high school, like for once. Like I love you, Euphoria, but I need a new ship. And, like, that's I love to Wild, and that's about children, and I love <laughs> it. They're like I'm not knocking shows about teenagers. I do like those shows. It's just I don't relate to them as much. Like this I story, I could actually see myself in these characters because they are like of an age where they're going through things that relate to me. Agreed. Hashtag relatable. Can we end this by talking about that final scene in the, in the final episode? The wedding? No, the scene where she is in the hand? hotel room. Yes. <laughs> she leaves <laughs> that door open. <laughs> it's so sad. It gets me every time. Like, I can't even hear that, that Cheryl Crow's song. Like, oh, immediately. I hear that song. I just cried. hearing it. I'm done. I'm so done. <laughs> Look, the thing about that is that Jamie needs to stop sleeping with the door open. It's okay. so unsafe. In a hotel, you're in your house. I don't care where you are. You need to lock your door. Like, you can't just sit in front of the front door and keep it open. She's a lesbian. She's dedicated to the end. 
better have like a baseball bat by that bed. No, I know. She I probably just, does, to be honest. Like Danny's just chilling there, right? Because of course she is. She's, I mean, they've confirmed afterwards that Danny was there the entire time. Like You can see her hand. Yeah, you can see her. But I mean, I think Victoria said it, in, or maybe Amelia, one of them said it in an interview where like they believe that like Danny was still hanging out with Jamie basically like the entire time the second she like went to the lake regardless she was there she just wouldn't this let her legitimately like, gonna make me cry like just like, thinking about it oh my god like in my head I just feel like you know Jamie leaves the door open like a dumbass and then like <laughs> during the night like Danny closes the door and then like, <laughs> reopens the door so that it, you know everything looks not sus but like she's like Jamie you dumbass like you can't just leave the door open and also like 100%. why leave the door open I'm a ghost like I can just yes open. that's what I did not understand surely she she never have ghosts the walls bitch <laughs> I mean, the lady in the lake was always able to get through a bunch of doors. Like, she never really seemed to have a problem. If they can move oh, other people's bodies, they can move a door. Yeah, okay, be- so the funny thing is, whenever I saw on Twitter, before I had watched that show, people talking about the lady in the lake, I was completely <laughs> thinking about Arthurian legend. I was like, there's a yeah. lady in the lake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, fair enough. They, that was the first lady in the lake. So it's more of a pond, really, isn't it? Yes, lady in the pond. pond. Yeah, it's really small for a lake, but they do call it a lake. But they do. I, I think that's a British thing. Your show is problematic. That's not a lake. <laughs> Wrong body of water, sir. I don't know the difference between a lake and a pond. Like, I really don't know. I think it's just size, to be honest. So final thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been really cute if Viola had just like decided to stay with them and they could have just been a throuple. Like it would have uh, been Oh my god. She was in there the whole time, so <laughs> I mean Oh my god. I know. We all know. <laughs> all right. Um <laughs> people would have been down with that. Like she would have been like, Yeah, I'm I'm on board for that. I mean, I don't, I don't blame her. Can you thruple with someone who doesn't have a face? Ooh, that's a great I question. I like feel like she, I don't know. I like to think maybe she could like get some, her face back. <laughs> maybe like through the power of love. I don't fucking know. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about ghosts here. Like <laughs> ghosts, maybe they work. Di- I mean, I don't know how ghosts work. I don't know. Who knows? I think that. Probably when Jamie dies, she'll take herself to the lake the way that, like, they did in Hill House, which is, like, a spoiler mm. for Maddie, but I don't think she's ever going to watch yeah, it. Yeah, she's no, never going to watch not. it. Yeah. They, like, how they did in that. Like, I agreed. feel like it would be like that. I mean, it always ends up back at the haunted house of whatever anyways. So Yeah, how it always ends. Like, you always go back. So I'm going to rate this 9 out of 10 Perfectly splendid. Oh, dear. oh, that's a. Do we find this adorable or do we not? Because I'm still okay with it. I it is perfectly splendid child. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Like Laura as a person, like I like her as a kid. I do like her, but every time she said "perfectly splendid," I wanted to smack her in the face. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I. It's perfectly. <laughs> Frequently, it was like every half a second that kid wouldn't shut up about perfectly splendid. I was like, "Oh no, stop! Why?" Um, I'm gonna give this 
also an, I don't know, you know what? I'm going to get a 9.5 out of 10 potted plants. Um, I, I just really enjoyed this so much. I, I haven't seen it as many times as Kristen, but it's definitely something that I find very easy to rewatch and I love it and it makes me cry every single fucking time. God, it's so much crying. I've never cried so hard in my life. It's weird because I've seen it so many times you'd think I would stop crying. It's, it's something about it that final scene just triggers some emotional thing deep down inside of me. And I just like bawl my eyes out. Like, <sighs> very therapeutic. I love it. Not my show because I didn't cry at all. Dude. That's how. How? How? I really liked it, but I don't think it's like my kind of thing. Yeah, that's me. Fair I mean, enough. you're sure anyway. So, what's your rating, Kristen? Uh, well, I, you know, I love it. I mean, to me, this is like New Age Root and Shaw. So, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Extremely bad cups of tea. Oh, <laughs> our ratings this week are so good. Bless <laughs> us. The worst tea in the world. Like, how? Also, how is she that bad at it? How it's so easy. That's. No, come on now. It can't really be that hard. Like, It's not. It can't be that hard. It's tea. It's not rocket science. All mm-hmm. right, so next time we will see you guys for Jennifer's Body. Woo-hoo! I still have to watch, but I'm going to do it. have to watch it. Hopefully the next one comes out sooner than this one did from the previous one because uh, COVID, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not your fault. Like, That's you didn't voluntarily fault. catch COVID. I think <laughs> very glad that you're okay and that yes. you're no longer infected with COVID. All right, everybody. Goodbye. See you next time. Bye.